Hello, and welcome to the Recovery Room Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the world of addiction, recovery, and substance use disorders through the lens of family, friends, treatment professionals, and those with lived experience suffering from the disease of addiction. Join us to discuss the medical and behavioral treatments of addiction, along with real-life testimonies of those suffering from this disease. Here, we explore how recovery is possible and within reach. Hey everybody, friends, welcome to uh, the recovery room, here with a couple good buddies here, if uh, we want to go around and introduce ourselves. Uh, my name's Alex. Hey Al, how you doing man? Good bud, how are you? Good, good. I'm Dan, and uh, I guess I'm one of the panelists, one of the three panelists here on the recovery room podcast, and uh, this is our uh, pilot episode, so this is the first first take at this right so we're gonna see how it goes and we got another panelist uh that'll be with us uh every week or every month or how however often we we get around to doing this and releasing these shows who we got here with us al yeah i'm abby and i'm happy to be here i am not the um the guest no but, uh... i i you know what i i think uh i think if you i think you'd be a great guest i think you'd be a great host i think you'd be a great panelist on cool. the topic thank so. you for that so I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Maybe I can get some of your headset next time. Maybe. Yeah. One I mean, of those mics. Yeah. But no, seriously, I think this is going to be a good time. Now, do you guys know? Is there anything like this currently? Like there has to be, but like yeah, I've never sure. listened to one. I'm sure, there's recovery podcasts out there. I mean, there's podcasts and everything now. Right. right. I mean, I'm not the guy to ask. I'd say, I don't spend as much time. I listen to like music podcasts and stuff but that's about it you know al you listen to more like educational yeah, I podcasts to, yeah, you know? I, listen to, I listen to like beginning and podcasts so it's not so much talk podcasts more of like uh you know like we we've you listen to a couple podcasts as i've listened to from like pineapple and uh my partner listens to a lot of like the crime stuff so so i don't know that that's like a seems to be a big thing out there that's that's big and hot uh, those are big and hot ones, and I've I've listened to a couple crime. It's just I've never it doesn't hit one. doesn't hit me good. I I listened to a podcast kind of crimeish. It was called S Town. That was really cool, but then then that was it. And I think that was like a really popular one. Yeah, and it was a beginning and end, right? It wasn't it wasn't so much like a, a talk interview. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to at least throw out like what does recovery mean to you? And I sent you guys an email a little while back about like hey you know we're gonna we're gonna get on here at eight p.m. and next week and we're gonna talk. And what does recovery mean to you? And one of my thoughts was recovery is like a tangible thing, you know, as a noun, it, it, you know, it's something that you could kind of, it's, it's kind of a place, right? It's, it's a, it's sometimes it's a date for people. It's a, it's an achievement, right? And then, you know, I think it's also a a verb and an action word, but to me, I I did want to, I thought about it in terms of the noun and, and one of that's like, you know, something that's achievable it's this place around you and it's also this date you know right when like the date you identify as becoming one in active recovery and you set those parameters in your mind like i have parameters that like for me is recovery you know and like i can't use illicit drugs and i can't use illicit you know alcohol is a, a chemical but i can't i can't use that or my recovery date's done right like yeah. I, can't, I can't use that for me but I can and use caffeine, heavy. so that's kind of weird, right? Like, and it, but it's heavy, right? It's it's heavy to yeah. be like to carry to carry a burden like that, right? right? I mean, I think it's you know, for me at least, right? Someone who's not in long term recovery, that no, no, you know, history of use, right? But like, 
still has no value for illicit substances or like you said, legal substances in their life. But like, it doesn't carry on me regularly, right? But I don't think um, it's like a burden, you know? I mean, I guess in early recovery, you're like carrying this, like this, the weight of the world and you're like, you know, you're newly sober, right? And, and you have this recovery date and it might be last week and like you have the weight of the world and you're just trying to balance it between your shoulders to like make sure you don't topple forward. And, and I get that, like there's a burden to that point, but it, you know, so when does that minimize for you? I mean, you know, people have their key tags. They'll say, I have 90 days. I have six months. I have my one year. Like, when do you stop counting down? Like, I know you're not saying I have my 360th month. Like, when did that stop for you? I think it turns from like, I have my, you know, like when I get multiple years and like, you know, I've passed a decade a couple years ago Mm -hmm. and, you know, I have a decade in recovery, but you know, it does kind of switch from like, you know, every, every year you, you, you know, I don't, I don't celebrate it like I should. I think that's something that I've always been like kind of weird about. Um, but maybe that's for another time, but I think I celebrate like every day and every moment I have still to this day. I, I think it's super freaking cool that like I go days and I, I, I do think about it, right? Like I think about how I don't drink and I don't, have the need to, to use substances. And my kids are into that. I don't do that stuff now. So I can't carry that every day. Like they think it's, they seem to think it's cool that like their dad doesn't drink. Um, not that I'd like tell them like the history about it. And again, a great, another topic for another show, right? Like how do you deal with like being in recovery with your children who, you know, my, my kids weren't born when I got sober, I got sober right before they were born. So they never lived, you know, they were, you know, they were, you know, not conceived or, or before I became, you know, active in recovery. Um, but I carry all those things. So all those days still mean so much to me, I guess. So it, it never really changes, but yeah. Um, I think in early recovery, you, you do get like, you have to be super psyched and super stoked on a recovery day. Right. Cause like, I remember, yeah, rightfully so. Yeah, right? I, I mean, I remember being a kid and like giving my mom my first thirty day key tag, like the 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 first thirty day key tag, meaning I got it like a thousand times over. Um, you know, I picked it up plenty of times. I, I probably probably gave them to a lot of people, but like, yeah, I mean, it, it's something that like you earn yourself, and I felt like I didn't earn a lot. You know, I didn't really ever achieve much, and then I achieved that. You know, and it was an achievement that I earned. You know, and I like how you say you picked it up you know, so many times right. because one of those times you was the last time you picked it up, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, I think that's so refreshing for people out there to understand. Like, it doesn't matter how many times you've been down the road. Like, one of these times could be your last time. Like, you could get this. Right. Absolutely. And I think the other, the, when you said that, like, my, my, my mind went to a scarier place. Like, that's a super, like, heartwarming place. I know. And my I mind went, like, yeah, like, when you said it, it's like, it could have been my last time in terms where I didn't have the chance ever again sure. to get you know, another yeah. one because I died or, or you know, or yeah. di- that's I guess so that's, real too. yeah, that's so real where, like, I could have, I could have picked yeah. it up for the last time and, you know, used and uh, I, I also remember yeah, I was kind of looking at it as like a positive because like, I'm sure people out there experience that like, oh, I got it again. Like this isn't as meaningful mm-hmm. the sixth or seventh time around, but like it is. 100% you see that with not only like, you know, recovery community, but like treatment engagement as well. Oh, I've been to right. 13 programs and it's like, an, oh, I've been to, oh, I've been to a ton of them. Mm-hmm. And like, that's like a, well, that's a good thing, right? That means you're 
you know, connecting with the, the right services, you're trying to yeah. uh, address the issue. It's, you know, you know, well, that's a, a positive, I think, for me at least when I hear that. That's what recovery means to me, Al. Like, you bringing that up is, you know, when I thought about that whole thing, if we were going to base this show off that, that is the most, the the easiest way for me to explain recovery is that it is this million little pieces in these millions and millions of little interactions or you know, treatment stays or providers or friends. And, and if I could, I could share with you a story that like kind of, kind of goes into that thought that you had, like you do 13 rehabs and like, you know, that's mm-hmm. not being a bad thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if you, you guys have heard a lot of my stories, so you might've heard this one. Yeah. Your okay. stories are, your stories are tiresome. So do you, do you know this oh, one? I love them. What do, you, what do you mean? Do you know this one? I feel like sometimes you know what I'm going to, like the stories I'm going to tell before I even tell them. No, please. Yeah. So, so like recovery to me is those million little pieces. Like it's not this one, like, you know, lightning in a bottle. Like even though in the rooms, like, and I grew up in the rooms and I really value the rooms and, and I'm sure I'll express that a million times. Like, you know, the rooms of like Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous are like a, a you know, definitely something that, that I attribute to my recovery, but you know, these million little things. And it's not like the first rehab, you, yeah, okay, you relapsed, right? And you may have considered that a failure, but that doesn't mean it failed, right? And I remember when I was a kid, I was, I think I was my junior year of high school. It, yeah, it had to be my junior year. And I had this teacher and for English class, and his name was Regis Havano. And I had him in English class in 10th grade. So I took, and he was just this like dope dude. Like he was like trying to interact with the kids. So I signed up for like one of his, uh, I think it was like an audio visual class, which, which I'm into that stuff, right? Like, Is that the guy with like long hair and a beard? No, he doesn't have either of those things. Uh, yeah. I was thinking of You don't else. know Regis? Abby, do you remember him from, we all went to the same high school, mind you. And, uh, vaguely, vaguely. He was like a dad. Yeah, he was he was like younger though. I think probably like seemed like that to us, and I think he had kids then. Okay. And like, I mean, he was like in his thirty. He was probably like younger than we are now, right? Like I when he was teaching that. me. Yeah, he had to be. And uh, okay, so so I had him, and I took it was first period, so or maybe it was second. It was second or first period, so it was like eight or nine a.m. when I had him for this audiovisual class. And one day I came in, and I was still kind of wrecked from the night before. So I got like, I I probably got high, like, you know, probably like more than I should have or like used again in the middle of the night and didn't like, you know, just whatever. And when I went to school, I was still like, you know, screwed up and it was, it was visible. And then I was in his class and I couldn't really keep my eyes open. I usually like had things together to go to, go to uh, high school. And, but that day I didn't. And, uh, you know, I was messed up all morning and I'm sure, you know, and at this point it wasn't like weird that I was, I had like our family, you know, Abby's my sister too. I guess we didn't talk about that, but those pieces will come into the, the puzzle of the show here at some point. Um, but our family, like we had pro we had run-ins with the law, right. And I had legal issues at that point and I'm sure I've been in the paper or I've had, you know, things go wrong. I was, I was relatively known as like someone who had a drug problem. There wasn't a, I feel like this, you, and mind you folks, this is what, 2004. So, so it was like, you know, you know, it was a little bit of a different time. Like there were, there was still like a major, major, major stigma. Like there were like kids that used drugs but 
you know, it was really just unwelcomed, even more than it is now, which I, I know that's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. It is hard to believe, but it was so, it was not even uh, more unwelcomed. It was just like. I think it was unbelievable. <laughs> it was in the shadows. Like, yeah. I feel like it was unbelievable, and what they wanted you to do is like there was there was these guys that did these illicit hard drugs, and you were just like in the shadows. But that day, I was all messed up, and like you know, I was interacted with so many adults that day, right? I interact with so many adults because it's it's school, like you have so many teachers, and there's so many teachers around. And in fifth period, I was sitting there, and like I've come down a little bit, and I had study hall. And it was in the afternoon, and Regis came up. And I think I was sleeping and he tapped me on the shoulder and was like, hey, you want to go for a walk? So I walked around the school with him and he was like, hey, what's going on, man? Like, were you okay? Like, you didn't seem yourself. You seemed out of it. And I was, you know, and I, I knew he knew that, like, I had problems that I just fed him yeah. like a, a lot of shit and was like, hey, I started this new medicine and I'm doing better. And I, I you know, but like, I, I think I'm just adjusting to it. And we walked around the whole school and he, he just let me say that lie. And I think, I'm sure uh -huh. he knew and he let me kind of say it. And that was that. And I, I didn't stop using then, right? Like, but that. I was going to say, so at the time that was not impactful it, on you. Did you give it a second thought? No, but I did. I did not, not that day, not that week, but like many years later when I was like, like running around, like waking up the next morning from yeah. like running around the streets of Dade County. Like I thought about him yeah. every week of my life. Like when I was like, God knows where and using and and I've talked to him about it too. Like me and him are friends and he actually, this was the crazy part. It was a couple years ago and he came out and I was, I was writing music again and I was doing well. And like my, you know, like, you know, I was working and I had many, many years sober and he came out to one of my shows in, in Pittsburgh and we were playing at this little amphitheater and he came out and like my kids were there with me and they were like helping me like sell merch and like, you know, they were like hanging out and we were talking and that night I texted him. I was like, hey man, I wanted to tell you like how much that moment meant to me. And he said, you know what? That wasn't all me. I can't take credit for that do you remember the student teacher I had? And I was like, yeah. Stop. I swear to you God. Know, I, I swear to God. You never told me that. I never told that no, part. I know you well enough. I know this is a core memory for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he told well, who me. Who was the student teacher? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. I remember him. And, you know, his his name was Justin. And he was like, he still asked. He told me we needed to do it. Like, I went. He was the one that brought it up to me that, like, something needed to happen. And That's amazing. And he kind of really, we sat together and he, we talked about it. He went and he was like. He says he still asks about you, and sometimes I send him stuff about what you're doing for work, if it's in the paper and stuff. No and it way. was, yeah, I swear to God, man. And it, it's just like, can we get him on the show? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we should get Regis on the show for sure. And and, and Justin, yeah, I want we, Justin on the we show. We should get the whole crew on the show, and that would yeah. that would be amazing. And and I still keep in touch with him, you know, and and just him telling me that like they still talk and they kind of kept eyes on me and tabs on me. And so these guys like affected my life in a way that like was unbelievable, right? And uh, it did nothing in the moment. It did nothing in the moment. Hey guys, it's Dan from the Recovery Room Podcast, and I want to talk to you about our sponsors, Jade Wellness Center, and how with them, recovery truly is possible and within your reach. They offer an approach unlike no one else. With an array of treatment modalities, and it's all under one roof, in three convenient locations in and around the Pittsburgh area. From opportunities to meet with medical physicians who specialize in addiction, or licensed psychiatrists, 
You can find what you need here at Jade Wellness Center. Call today at 412-380-0100 or go to their webpage and submit a request for treatment services and a skilled associate will contact you right away. Just go to myjadewellness.com to learn more. Now back to our show. But I think that in itself, and, and I think we experience that, of course, in our work, right? Because we, all, we work in behavioral health and our approach to people and I think that has been kind mm-hmm. of what set us apart, you know, and how many times we've heard people come back full circle years later, like, hey, I just appreciate the way you talk to me. Yeah. Right. But why? But like, yeah, you know, I wish that was everywhere. I mean, I, I, I think he's mm-hmm. not in behavioral health, right? Like he's just a yeah. dude in this school where most of that community like kind of wasn't. And I think it was weird for people to know how to deal with me. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. This is one of the topics I want to get into, like what a, what adults do in these circumstances. But, you know, it would be great if everyone had his lens, you know, had his perspective where they could, like, go and just offer 20 minutes of time to, like, check on a kid, you know? Yeah. And like you said, because even during that chaos, right, it didn't in that moment make an impact. It didn't. But it stuck with you. And, again, something I think we, we've ex- I've experienced in behavioral health, like talking to people and not having any biases, right, not having any expectations for them, mm-hmm. you know? And then full circle them coming back. And it was like, you know, maybe I didn't say anything or we didn't say anything that really changed their life, but they didn't forget about the approach. Right. Right. Yeah. They didn't forget, you know, how we presented to them about, you know, about their life and about, you know, their directive. We didn't shoot it for Mm -hmm. them and say, here's what you have to do or else. Right. It was just like, Hey man. Yeah. I I, I just being a decent human meeting people where they're at and being that in, in knowing, like, I think people have to know that like people are always looking at like, well, what, what did it for you in like, what, how'd you, what, you know, and it's those million million little pieces, including back to for me. I'm trying to find that. I'm trying to find that, you know, what is it? Tell me. That's it, man. That's what it is to me. That's what recovery is to me. It's those million little pieces that somewhere, one of the pieces gets to the top and it's like, oh my God, you step back and you're like, there's enough pieces to, f- to, to finish this. It's kind of like a gestalt kind of, the sum is, you know, the, it's greater than all its parts, right? The sum is greater than all those little individual pieces and eventually you have it and it's like, it's all there and some people don't get there yet, right? And, and you know, that's, you know, that's so the scary So many people part. are searching for it. Yeah, and I've talked to people who, you know, don't, that work in maybe healthcare, or work in some sort of uh, spectrum that that interacts with people with use disorder, and they'll they'll ask me about like oh about approach like oh what's the approach right oh motivational interviewing you know you mentioned Gestalt and like different ways and I'm which like, I think both those know, approaches you mentioned are really super effective which are super effective right but I've always told and like it just blows my mind because I'm always like you don't need to know any of that right just talk to, be a to decent them human. right. Right. Just talk to people. Well, yeah, like, you don't. I mean, you don't talk to Steve any different than you talk to Steve that uses drugs. You know, right, talk right. to him the same. Yeah, those people. I mean, of course, to be a, be a professional, you 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 should know those those techniques and stuff. But sure, definitely. But in terms of like you know, just anyone, you don't need to know that. You need to talk to Steve the same way you talk to the other Steve who who doesn't shoot dope or drink alcohol or have have all these issues, right? Like. And that's something I really want to dig into on Mm -hmm. this show. I mean, being a sister of two people that struggle with substance use, I look at everyone as family. I know you do the same, Al. Like, it it just, it boils my blood when I see, like, the 
way people are treated in today's day and age. It's 2022, for God's sake. Right. Again, it's just like talking to people as people, you know, Mm -hmm. not having any sort of. And understanding this is all part of the trajectory. Like, Mm -hmm. just because you did this doesn't mean you can't get there. And especially for you, like you even said, Dan, like in that time of, you know, vulnerability, like, uh, oh, got me. I'm going to figure out a different way to tell him something else, you know? Yeah, I didn't leverage the opportunity. You know, I was young. I was maybe what? Like, I was 15, 16 years old at at the very most. So, yeah, I didn't leverage the opportunity to, like, get help. You know, but you, but it still meant the world, and I think it played a critical role in my ability to, like, you know, be a person who can proudly say they're in sustained long, long-term recovery, right? What grade did you get? In the class? Yeah. Um, it was shortly before, I mean, I, I guess I finished that year of school. So it wasn't good. It wasn't. It, it wasn't bad because we just great. we just saw past that. You know, I, I think they gave other you an A for effort, or maybe he did. I I don't know. I think he saw past it. I think he saw past uh-huh. it. And um, you know, that's another subject, right? Like, I would like to dive into that. Like, why, as an adolescent, like, do some people struggle so much? Like, as a drug user, I struggled so much in school. Um, you know, like it's weird that the curriculum there, I couldn't. Like, I I quit because I was doing so bad, but like, you know, I got, I got sober and like, uh, I think out of this, this panel, I might've graduated college with the best grades. Better than me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it took you a little while. Well, uh, to the, again, and, and again, we went to this, you know, great school, right? Top 10, great educators, right? Did it's we? well known in the community. Yeah. Our, I mean, of our, course. Are you I talking about our, our high school? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right? I didn't we went know to a high school and like, and even so, like coming up in this uh, middle class, upper middle class, you know, community didn't make a difference. Yeah, you right. Know, the struggle was still real, no matter what. And I think, t- and I think that, you know, that's such a such a area that's so mm-hmm. underdeveloped and so underexplored. That adolescent year, man, because right. what a crazy time, right? right? I mean, these kids, the body, these, oh, these kids God. are struggling, and they get like you get kind of like just in the mix, and you yeah. you, you don't. You just fall apart. What do you want to do for the rest of your life? You right? just fall apart, man. And, like, it's just, like, you know, you didn't, I didn't, it's no one's, no one's fault, but I wonder, like, was there a, was there a way for me to connect more and, like, take it, take it more seriously or, or, like, what, you know, inter, was there an intervention needed? But, I mean, ultimately for me, things, you know, I'm, I'm very satisfied with, like, where I'm at and, you know, grateful, you know, that And outside gratitude. of, like, and outside of, like, again, you know, was it ever talked about and not for you as someone like you said did he say like hey dan you know you look like someone has a substance use problem no like was it ever talked about in general yeah. right that like hey I mean, this is a real thing i mean he you talked know, this about happens it, right like he talked about yeah. it for real like and he didn't talk yeah. about it in a way it talked about yeah it talked about like i was like yelled at about it or like kids weren't allowed to hang out with me i know that happened like once or twice with kids i was like friends with like they i think parents started not wanting kids to hang out with me and, and that didn't happen a lot because, like you said, like we came from like a you know a decent household and like a really good household, you know, at that. Um, but yeah, like he talked to me in non-punitive way, right? It wasn't. But I like, think more of like a curriculum based. No, no, it's. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no exploration of like, um, mental health or mm-hmm. or, I think mental health more or less in in that time mm-hmm. of like. 
you know. Oh, you gave me an idea. CRSs in schools. Oh, yeah, that would be crazy. That's a, like, you shouldn't even share that idea here. It's such a good idea, you know? But what about, like, they don't they have that? Didn't we have, like, counselors? Yeah, like, like, like they're guidance co- counselors. Are they yeah. CRSs? It's a guidance counselor. Yeah. I'm so disassociated with it. My kids are young, but, like, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, on paper, it, it sounds like they're doing things to address substance mm-hmm. use, but, like, I don't really know what they're right. doing in the schools. Yeah, or, like, a social worker. Are you going to talk, if you're 15 and you're done and you just rolled no. out of bed, are you going to talk to a social worker? I don't know if our, our listeners, all of them, know, like, what the uh, acronym CRS is as well, Abby. Yeah. So if you share that with us. All right. Certified Recovery Specialist. Right. So it's, like, a peer with lived experience. Right. Um, that they're just there to connect with you, right. meet you where you're at, get you resources. Um, it'd be perfect for school age kids. Um, and I don't even care mentioning it here because you no, know, Dan, know. There, there's no competition her. in this business. If someone else can go out and do it, right? And help some Execute people, it. Yeah. Obviously. Kudos to them. Well, I think, th- I think too. I think I think too. Back to um, when you know when we first started working in the field. You know, we were we were twenty twenty one, and uh, a few years in, I remember approaching. Uh, a, a school about Dan and I coming in right. and talking to the students. Huff and Doback. Right? And they were like, <laughs> Basically, and, right. and, and I remember them saying, like, I remember the, the conversation of, like, we don't really have a substance use problem. Yeah, we don't really. That should in be our school. That should be the name of a documentary, right? Like, like Netflix should go out and have something called We Don't Really Have a Substance Use Problem and just go to, like, schools and communities and, like, yeah. you know, just look at that, uh, you know, those how disconnected that sentiment is from reality, you know? And you don't now, right? Maybe not in this moment, like, I guess, but, like... Oh, they had a substance abuse problem. Oh, no, they did, because (laughs) I remember reading an article maybe a a year later about, like, a a big drug bus in that school, particularly, and being like, oh, where's that substance use problem at now? And it's just being... Again, we were were younger then, right? And, like, being able to connect with kids. But I think, too, I mean, even I remember look back in school when I was there, and people would come in and talk to me of younger age about things like this, right? They had the D.A.R.E. program, which which is, you know, a very high-funded uh, prevention but that program's been coalition that's very, very, fairly, very poor outcomes. Yeah, yeah very poor been, outcomes. been wi- widely seen as a, as a significant failure, right? Absolutely, yeah. But again, and I think I listened to people that came in, and people I knew, and people that you knew that would that. talk to us, and I would be like, okay. cops, right? Always yeah, do you remember them coming into elementary school yeah. with all the candies yep. that looked like drugs? Yeah, to, to kind of help us deter us from like confusing. No, I wanted to do drugs. I wanted to try the candy. Yeah, yeah. yeah they didn't want us to confuse. <laughs> Whose idea was that? Can we get them on the show? And be like, so know. that's what you thought would help? Like, teach us that, like, yo, these are candies right here. This is a Mike and Ike, and this, this is, is a Percocet. Okay, man, like you register Mike Dude. and Ike Percocet. You need to get get that in your brain and don't mix the two up. Have you ever been in a situation or do you know anyone has been in a situation that like had to differentiate the two to not make the mistake? Like, uh, this no. is this is a like, hot tamale. Is that a candy? No. I mean, I always knew what a Mike and Ike looks like, you know. But I remember like someone in particular and someone that we all three know. Um, his name's Brad. And... uh I remember him coming in, him specifically talking about. Was this a police like, officer? No, no. This is a a a, a, a friend of ours uh, that we know growing up. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was he friends with your brother. It was put it it's that way. A couple way. people it could be, but no, he's really good friends with your brother. Okay. Okay. And uh, him talking about like 
a part of like the dare and they would bring students in and him talking about you know like don't use substances but then i remember him using substances in like my, in like <laughs> running around my house or like outside of yeah, yeah like, like outside of uh like, the classroom like what? And i'm like, like smoking what weed and stuff or sit, yeah, just like smoking weed and underage drinking yeah. Yeah. like smoking weed underage drinking Even, as far and i was so young and at the time you're like i want to be like that well, I was just like, well, you're not telling the truth, right? Like, well, why, why? I mean, they always got police officers, or I guess I don't remember them bringing in other like older kids that you could look at and be like, oh, this guy's cool, he's older. I do. Cool. I, I don't, but I believe that they did that. Um, that makes sense. But why not? They never brought anyone into recovery, right? No, I think it was just like extra credit, to be honest. Yeah. Like, seniors had to get so much community service. Right. Like, I don't think the requirements to be a guest speaker were had anything to do with not using substances. So, how are we doing? I guess I guess it was really cool. I mean, this is a pilot episode, so I don't know how much time we've been on here for, but... Um, 35 minutes. I don't want to overwhelm listeners. I, I think... I think uh, we can, uh, you know, use this as the pilot episode and then we'll do, you know, we'll probably have to, we're probably going to want to talk for hour. So, I, yeah, I guess this is a good jumping off point. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is fun. You know, we're going to get, you know, we'll, we'll let you guys know our, our, our website and our, our Twitter and all those things. And, oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about is, you know, hopefully we can get the message out to users too and ask them for some, some qu- ask a question on here and have some listeners say, I wanted to, I'll bring the question up next time. So I have a question for our listeners. So tune in next time. I'm going to present you guys with a question and we'll have our Twitter and our Insta and our, our, our uh, email and our website where you can, you can respond and then we can go over some of those items. And, and, you know, we want, we want to hear from people, right? Like that's the other thing about this. We can't sit here in a vacuum and just talk about recovery with us three and another person like mm-hmm. you know and that brings us to you know we were we were working on uh you know we work in pittsburgh pennsylvania and we we work out of a uh a, a treatment center and we were looking to get let, to bring a, another center into a community and you know we went to the the community uh, council meeting and one of the things i i thought was cool was a couple people really wanted us to to give feedback and be involved with the community. And that was awesome. And it was like, yeah, like we, you know, this community better than us. Like, and as a whole, we're going to do more. I mean, there was way more people that were like, Hey, this needs to be somewhere else. Uh, like really far away from here. A lot. The, yeah. the vast majority of people said, this is, I like what you're doing, but right. Not it was, in my backyard. <laughs> yeah. It was like, this is great, but I don't think it should be done here. And it's like, yeah, I get that. Like, but, Did they look at the cameras when they said this is great? <laughs> uh, they, nah, they just went up to a match board and said, hey, yeah, make they, sure you they, cut that out. That was out funny. There. Like, I mean, we're, we're, there was some news correspondence with our local news station and like Channel 11, whatever. And they're, they're great and they're wonderful and they come out here and cover. And I know I was talking to... So supportive. I was talking to the camera lady who... <clears throat> super sweet and she was like hey the guy that was like saying like don't do this here don't do you know like really kind of like even like seemed angry at the council meeting um which we could do a whole episode on the council meeting oh, yeah. right like in nah, and just nah, good people, i mean we good could it, it's it's it, and it's wait, wait till the game yeah. plan's over then i could i could yeah 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 i mean i mean not in a sense of like hey f this or f that like i said no. going into this i 
I totally want to be like open-minded and understand like that that is tough for a community, right? If if you live three houses down now, me and me and you might not mind just because we're so freaking integrated into recovery from, you know, like you have, like Abby has loved ones and she's working in the field and I personal lived experience and I work in the field and it's just like everything's recovery and everything's, but like people, you know, I, I get, I get like, I, you know, trying to have an understanding of that. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I thought it was really cool. The very few people there that like wanted to kind of were like asking if we would collaborate with them as community members and be like, well, what can, what can you do to give back to the community was like one of the questions to ask. It's like, heck yes. What a great question. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I don't know. You tell you tell me too. I have some thoughts, but like, and she shared some ideas and they were like way better than anything I could have thought of. It's like, she knew, she like knew her stuff so hard. And that's, you know, still to this day, I have those million little pieces that keep me going. Right. And like that might've not done, like I was frustrated in the moment because we got denied our ability to like service more people. But like, that lady, I think her name was Sue, if you're out there listening, like that was one of my million little pieces that still in a, you know, like it was just this nice woman that like lived right across the street from it and probably would be inconvenienced to some degree, but like wanted to collaborate and like thought what we were doing and she was genuine. So like those million little pieces never stop. You just keep building maybe, uh, maybe other legs and, and, and components to this big, beautiful thing that you've, you, you to keep going and to make it out of here in one piece. And Sue said she came down unbiased because she's a neighbor. She lives across the street. So she didn't come down to support us, but she didn't come down to fight us. She came down to learn. Yeah. Yeah. She came down to learn. She shared with us and we shared with her and maybe she'll leave now with a better understanding. And then that will branch out to someone else and someone else, you know, the pieces keep. Yeah. The million little pieces. That was something that came from there. That was a really positive experience and, you know, it made a difference and, you know, that's what we're here to do to share experience and, and learn about recovery and learn that it is in fact achievable and um talk talk about the deep dark corners of it right that's what we're here to do we'll leave you with that and this is uh you know any other thoughts guys the panelists the three panelists yeah well hey uh thanks for sharing right yeah keep coming back i guess right and our listeners thank you and and you know we're, we're eager to hear from you guys and share your thoughts with us online respect your sensei yeah make good decisions out there everyone ciao Thanks for joining us today on the Recovery Room Podcast. We hope you tune in next time for our very first special guest, where we take another deep dive into the world of addiction and recovery. Be sure to find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Recovery Room Podcast. Hope to see you again soon.